But yeah, and in, in, in Kudamaran, it's not, it doesn't go LP Seder. It's not LP order, it's not, it's not LP Parshas, like most other Every Torah is a brand new world. Every Torah is a brand new world. And it's, um, the more you learn, the more you see that they really are all, all interconnected. But really, every Torah is in, in, in a separate world. So we, talk, we start with Torah, Lamba Gimel, Nachman. says, Mia Isha Chafetz Chaim, Oyu Yom Lerus Who's a man who desires to live a good life? Who's a man who's pursuing peace? And the main way to live with vitality and to have joy, we saw in the Hemshech, is to recognize the good. Lurus The more we see the good in every detail of our life, the more we're able to experience Chaim. The more we're able to experience life. The more we're able to live with vitality. We're not going to need to drag our, drag our way through life and feel lethargic and weighed down and depressed and sad. But there's going to be excitement. There's going to be joy. There's going to be enthusiasm in every detail of our life. How? Through the lyrics type. Through seeing good. The more we're seeing good, the more things open up. And the more we're able to make ourselves a vessel to receive life, to receive vitality, to receive goodness. And we started speaking about the three levels of peace. That the main mission of a Jew is to pursue peace. To be mevakeshon. That there should be, number one, peace being Yisrael. Every Jew, we should be at peace with everybody in our life. For sure, the people that we're immediately connected to, our family members, our friends, the people that we live with, the people that we spend time with, we need to assure that we're at peace with them. And we need to try to be invested in ensuring that there's peace throughout Yisrael as a whole, throughout the, 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 the greater nation of Yisrael. That was the first level of peace. The second level of peace, we said, is that we need inner peace, we need inner harmony, that our emotions need to be able to stay calm and work in sync with each other and there shouldn't be inner chaos it shouldn't be chaotic and the highest level of peace we said is there should be no difference to us whether we succeed or we fail whether someone embarrasses us whether someone praises us we want to reach such a high lofty state of recognition of Hashem where we completely get over ourselves, and we're so tuned in we have such a laser sharp vision that sees the toiv that even if someone scorns us and embarrasses us we see right through it and we see something good and if someone praises us, we see right there and we see something good. And the Mela, we're able to live life, which is called the Midah Veshtavah, that Hashem just speaks about, of being consistent. Not consistently depressed and nervous and unsure and confused. Not, not being consistently stuck in negative states of mind, but consistently calm, cool, and collective. Consistently mechubar, connected to Hashem, to live, to live with this harmony and this consistency that is shalom. Taking the two afachim, two opposites, and allowing them to come together. That's the main way to bring peace. Shalom is Milashan Shalim, complete. And to take two opposites and allow them to unite and to come together and to synchronize, this is the ultimate Shalom. The main two opposites, like we said, are the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah. And inside they fight like cats and dogs all the time. And we have one Ratzin that pulls us one way and another Ratzin that pulls us the other way. And very often, even from a holy state, we say like, this can't, this can't go together. The Yitzhar gets very, very upset at the Yitzhar. Just let me be involved in worldly pleasures and worldly pursuits. I just want to make money. I want to succeed. I want to have a little bit of pleasure. And the Yitzhar, our, our inclination for spirituality, gets upset at our, our inclination for materialism and says, I just want to be holy. I want to dive in all day. I want to think only holy thoughts. I want to be so connected to Hashem. Why are you getting me involved to think about food and money and, and pleasures and all these stuff? And they fight and they quarrel and they quarrel and quarrel. But where do we get to the level of peace? Shabbos is called Shalom. Shabbos is when they're both able to come together and to live together in harmony. When the Yitzhah says to the Yitzhah, me without you, the soul tells the, 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 the goof. Without a goof, I don't have anything. I'm just so in potential. I don't have any, there's no actuality. There's no way for me to actualize who I am. I need, I need to be in a body. 
I need you. Let's work together. I'm so sorry for getting upset at you. And the goof tells the neshama, I got so upset at you. I just wanted physical plane and materialism and whatever, whatever, whatever. I need you. Because what's a goof without a neshama? It's dead. You ever see There's nothing. It's, it's motionless, right? And when, we're, when they're able to come together, this is when we have all the levels of peace. We're consistent because the neshama and the goof are able to unite and to recognize the importance that they're both able to provide for, for one another. And Mamela, it's Gurim, an incredible, incredible aspect of peace. So the same things with Klai So Everybody has different opinions and everybody has different ways of understanding and different ways of, 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 of approaching different situations. And Mamela causes a lot of machlekes. There's a lot of machlekes because everybody sees things from a different perspective, right? It could, it could say A on the cup right here and it could say Z over here and we're both promised, no, it says this and it says that and we're both, we're both right because we're singing from different perspectives. So how do, we, how do we come to harmony when we're able to go to the source? So what's uniting us We're able to trace everything back And we're able to trace It's very interesting Jews are very into Paying Jewish geography Right You meet someone right away You say hey, well, Oh you're related to him You're related to him What are we doing Our mind is programmed To trace things back To its source Because Hashem is Hashem is the one That is the cause Of all, of all aspects of peace in the world. The more that we involve Hashem, like we're going to see in the Hamshik of the Torah The more peace there is So when we're playing Jewish geography We're trying to trace people Back to their source because now, once we're in the source, now we can be at peace. Right? Once we see a common connection that we have, so there's some sort of similarities, so now I can be at peace with the person. So long that someone is so distant and foreign to me, I'm not going to be able to be at peace with them. But the more I'm able to find the common denominator, so now we could have two different minds, two different opinions, two different sets of emotions, two completely different family backgrounds, and we all come together. And peace, this is this Gilir and the most incredible Nachas Ruach Hashem when his children are in peace. So then we saw in Ice Bay's, we're just giving a quick recap. How do we get to these three dargas of peace? It's through the three different ways of recognizing Hashem, of, of, of being aware of Hashem's presence. Maloy Cholar, it's to realize that Hashem's presence is with everyone. There's no difference to me between the biggest Makobal or the biggest Amaris. Because there's a piece of godliness in this Jew and there's a piece of godliness in that Jew. So when we recognize the toiv, that Hashem is present and is involved with every Jew, and He loves every single Jew, so we're able to love them as well. And again, there's a consistency that we love Jews for being Jews, not because even he's a big tzaddik. Even if they're being a bad Jew? Oh, so this is what we're learning, that we need a vision that pierces through the bad, because the bad is just the external shell, but that's not generally who they are. It's a lavush, right? It's a klipo. It's exactly, it's a shell covering over their true existence, which is something even, even so Bernie pure. Madoff, so even Bernie Madoff. Right? Bernie is he Madoff. Is he, he was a yid. If he was a yid. So yeah, he did horrible actions. And we're, not, we're never going to say that bad actions are good actions. But if you pierce right through, then you're able to see something pure and something special about him. I don't know who he was, but I'm sure if we could study him, we'll be able to find him. Right, right. I don't know him as a person. I know one of his actions that he did, but I don't know who he was as a person. He's a yid, yeah. But to have Sholem being Yisrael, we need to realize Hashem's presence is with everyone, even the lowest of the low. How do we have inner peace? It's through recognizing Lis Asapanimene, as Zerah tells us, there's no place void of Hashem. Every single emotion that comes to us, where was it created? It wasn't created in a lab. You have a feeling of nervousness come to you. Where did it come from? Did you get a shot that all of a sudden made you feel nervous? You have a feeling of depression. Where does it come from? Hashem is involved And if you dig deep You'll be able to realize There's toiv in here too There's no void of Hashem's presence And whenever, when I'm able to analyze And recognize everything That's going on inside of me In my midas and my emotions And to see the toiv To see the godliness To see Hashem's presence 
So now in Mela, everything is able to work in harmony and in sync. Because the second that one thing acts up, whether it's fear, whether it's anger, whether it's too much love, whatever it may be, it, it causes inner chaos, causes inner, inner turmoil. When I'm able to look deep and to recognize the Torah, Hashem's presence is within this emotion, there's no way that what I'm experiencing, I can't use to come closer to Hashem. There's no way that this emotion, whatever is coming to me, is not coming for a specific purpose to ultimately bring me to a greater level of success when I'm able to recognize that. So now it's going to be more shown because now it calms everything down and, and I'm able to live with inner harmony. The higher level, the, the Zerah says, Hashem is mamala kalalmim, v'sayu kalalmim. This is what we said, the highest level of peace is bein betivoy, bein be To be at peace with ourselves, whether things go our way, whether things are good, or okay, things are, so to speak, bad. How do we do this? Through recognizing Hashem is mamala kalalmim, He fills all worlds. He's involved in everything that we're experiencing. So mamela, when things go good, I need to be invested in filling the world with good. To fill the world with more of Hashem's presence through doing mitzvahs and ma'isim ta'im, through having holy thoughts, proper thoughts, through being invested and using the goodness of my life to reveal Hashem's presence, to, to, to fill the world with Hashem's presence. But Hashem is also sayyid kalalam. He's way, way, way beyond what our little finite pea brain of a mind could grasp and understand. Hashem, Hashem's anhaga is way, 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 way beyond what's going on. Let's see. Way more lofty than anything that we could possibly understand. So even when on a surface level, things are ba'okoy, as Zerga says, things are not going our way, and I'm failing, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm facing scorn and embarrassment, and things, I'm ibubal, and things, uh, we're going through different things in life, everybody can fill in their own blank. We need to realize Hashem is v'soyu of kalal. Hashem's presence is way greater than anything we could grasp and understand, and this allows us to be at peace with our situation, even when things don't go our way. So Mimela, even when things do go my way, and things don't go my way, I'm able to be tapped into this recognition that there's something so much greater than me that allows me always to be calm, cool, and collective. Can I ask a cool question on this point? So, when someone's, when someone's in a bad state, like a bad mindset, a state of mind, and they have this accessibility to be able to tap into what you're just saying and to get to a level of peace and shalom, but like, I feel like that's good. Like, in theory, like, you know, you're going through a problematic situation and then here's a solution and you kind of get the solution and good. Sounds all good, but when someone's in such a bad state of mind, they generally can't. You have to be at like at a good state of mind to appreciate and, and like uh, you know tap into that. But if you're not, you're not going to even see it because it's, you're thinking of everything negative, and because it's a positive thing, you're not going to recognize it. So how do you even recognize it to like to implement it in yourself? Such a good question. Such a good question. Very, very well spoken. Ultimately, we're going to see if Nachman's going to discuss it later in this series. Actually, we're about to get to it. But the simple answer, from my own experience and from what I think, is that there's always the training room where we're able to come and go over the different principles and the different truths that we know. And then ultimately, through the training, we're able to you know, apply it to real-life situations. We're able to apply it to our day-to-day life, whatever we experience. So a person needs to have a set time every day where he goes through these truths and these principles and ultimately spends time with Hashem. He needs to be secluded and spend time with Hashem. And this is a time where he saturates every fiber of his being with this knowledge, with this awareness of Hashem's presence. So Mamelo, if something were to come up, when things do come up, which they come up all the time, so it already becomes a second nature, right? Any athlete, and the only reason that he's able to be athlete, he can't think before he does something. In any, in any sport. Intuition. It needs to be intuition. It needs to be, it's, it needs to be second nature. Muscle memory. It needs to be, yeah, exactly. It all comes down to muscle memory. So the way that we react and the way that our intellect reacts and our emotions react also, we could program. 
So the more that we're able to train ourselves to react in the proper way. Also, it also comes to self-awareness. It's very much self-awareness, especially when it comes to emotions. When we're talking about the inner piece, the second level of peace, it needs to be, we need to be very in touch and in tune with what triggered and now how do I react? Do I shove it away and say, you're making me look bad. I don't, give, I don't get afraid. I'm a tough guy. Leave me alone. I'm busy, whatever. Or we're able to recognize, okay, it's coming for a purpose. There's toivir, at least Hashem's presence is, fills the entire world. There's, there's something toiv in this emotion. And I'm able to recognize it. So now I'm able to come to bring it down, to let the good to sprout, like we'll see soon. And the raw will fall to the side. The problem is not that they're coming at us. It's good that they're coming at us. The problem is that it's overly dramatic. It's on steroids. And needs to calm down. That's what's taking away our inner peace. When anything's too strong, it's on steroids, and now it's, it's one person's taking over the show, one emotional thing of the show, and it, it causes inner chaos, and it's chaotic. But, this, but when we're able to, in short, spend time recognizing and going through our day and what, what we experienced in the past, so now that it spills over to the whole day, and we have a whole new vision now, we have a whole new perspective, we have a whole new pair of glasses that we're able to see and react in a whole new way. And, then, and, and through learning. So it's really, in the training room, allows us to be able to apply it to day-to-day life, and ultimately to be Without Hashem Siyat there's no way we could apply it. We can know everything. We could be the biggest professor and have all the wisdom in the world. And you could say it, and you could try to speak about it, and whatever, whatever, whatever. But without Hashem allowing us to implement it to our life, it just stays knowledge. And we're not going to be able to integrate it. So this is what we're up to. Rav was saying a person cannot complain and make excuses if he's working with the non-Jews or he's dealing with material situations that he can't serve Hashem. Because he said, there is nowhere in the world that is void of Hashem's presence. And even, right? One cannot complain and slack off and say, yeah, I can't serve Hashem due to the materialism and physicality that I'm going through. I'm dealing constantly with non-Jews. I'm going through all these. How am I supposed to serve you, Hashem? In the base measures, while I'm davening, while I'm learning. While I'm doing holy things, then I can serve you. But how, when I'm involved in the physical, material world, am I supposed to serve you? Chazal already revealed to us, every material thing that exists, not only every material existence, but all the languages of the world, we can find godliness in it. Without Hashem's presence, there will be no language and there will be no material situation they'll ever experience that will have any vitality. If Hashem doesn't want it to exist, it won't exist. Hashem alone gives life to all. Hashem's vitality that he's giving to this situation is very, very constricted. Only enough to keep it alive, not any more than that. Hashem constricted his presence from the Rashi Samachshava until the Oilom America's Agashme Zeshomadorakliphas. So we were speaking about it wasn't last week, it was two weeks ago, this idea of Tsimsum, which is a very, very, very long parsha and very, very deep and very Kabbalistic. Well, just Try to understand a little bit simply for this Torah to understand how to serve Hashem with it. Before the world was created, there was only Orin Saif, there was only Hashem's presence. And Hashem is infinite. How does a finite world exist with an infinite? He needs to, so to speak, clear a vacant space, which is called a Cholap on it, from his presence. And now the world could exist in this little vacant space, a finite world with people and emotions and food and money and all the things that we experience in this world 
could exist. Now, Hashem didn't leave us hanging, and He was mitzamtim. He constricted a little bit of His presence and everything in the world. So there's something called the Rishis HaMachshelah. This is the Olam This is where Tzadikim live in such a reality where there's a complete Hizgalos, a complete revelation of Hashem's presence. Where we're hanging out is called the Olam Agashmi, the material world, Shisham Medora Klippas. This is where the Klippas hang out. They live with us here also. What is Klippas? Klippas are things that conceal. Shells. Shells, exactly. They conceal and cover Hashem's presence. So we live in a world where there's a chase for money, where people have conflict with one another. We live in a world where there's external beauty. We live in a world of food. We live in a world of restrooms. We live in a world with clothing and all this other craziness. What are these? It's called the Medora Klippas. The Klippas live with us and they're concealing Hashem's presence. Their, their, their whole mission is to block and cover up, cover our mind and our eyes and our heart from recognizing Hashem's involvement. And nevertheless, Hashem was mitzamtim himself even into this physical world. And His presence is there, but it's not so great, meaning it's not overwhelmingly shining. I mean, the, the second that we'll approach a, a, a situation, it's not going to be the overwhelming way that will touch up what we're going through, that this Hashem is right here, Hashem is right here, Hashem is right here, because it's going to be very, very con concealed, because Hashem is only giving enough vitality to keep it alive and not anymore. Right. The lower the level, the deeper down we go. So Hashem's presence has another layer of clothing, another lavush that's concealing. The same way a person, right, could put on many different layers of clothing. Now that it's getting cold in the winter, everybody wears more layers of clothing to protect themselves, to protect the, the, the inner body heat, to keep their body warm. So to the lower down we go in levels, Hashem has more levushim, so to speak, that's covering over it, that's covering over His presence, to so to speak. Why, why would Hashem want to hide from us? Oh, very, very good. Very, very good. So this is what He's saying? Because He wants us to find Him. Yeah, yeah, it's a game of hide and seek. It's true, obvious. but what I'm saying, if he wants, to, if he wants us to find them, then why wouldn't he like make himself more visible for us? Because to be then able we'll to just go right back to him. Right, and that's what he wants. But you're right. Yeah, why? Why doesn't he? There, <laughs> there you go. Be too easy. No, because that's what we had before. That's what we had before. It was just godliness. Everything was godliness. doing it. He wants us to do it. We'll do it. But it's all game. That's all. If he's just not hiding, there's no point. It's not that he's not hiding. He just said there's different levels of layers, like the winter. So I said, so we're in this world and he's hiding. We're doing Tarlama Gimel. There's points where he's hiding even more. So I'm saying, why does he have to hide to such a strong extent? When he could just hide and we could just kind of look a little bit. We we started speaking about it a little bit last week. True. What, what, what the same way that I said, your body, when it gets cold, you're going to put on more levushim to keep your body hot, to protect your body, so you need to put on more levushim. The lower down we go, and the more there's a threat to the sitra that's going to be yunik from this vitality, from, look at it as, look at it as gasoline, right? So your car, let's say, has gas, but there's local thieves in the neighborhood that need gas for their machines. So the more gas that you put into your car, the more of a threat it is that the local thieves are going to come and steal your gas to come and to run their machines that they're going to use to do thievery. So you're going to need to protect this gas very much from thieves. The Sitra Achra is a force that Hashem created and its mission is to hold us back from Hashem. To close around. This is what we spoke about last time. Right. So the lower down we go, the more of a threat, the closer we are to the Sitra Achra, the closer we are to His domain. So Hashem needs to conceal his presence, this godliness, this gold, even more. So the Sitra can't steal. Right? Like we were saying before, the, the, 
No, no, it's very true, and I hear that, but I just feel like if if he if he we're getting to a point where Hashem has to hide too much with the sitra sitra means the other side of the other side can't can't see Hashem or can't steal, but if we're with that that yitzara, then that means we can't either get to. Meaning, if you have a car and and I, and I live in your block. So you move your car further, so it's harder for me to steal it, right? But so the further you move, it's going to be harder for me to steal it. So if you move to another country, I'm not stealing it. So if you get that far, then how am I getting the gas? Like, how am I getting to Hashem? Right. You know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. So ultimately, we're going to see soon, it's through the Torah and through the Tzaddikim, that we're going to be able to find them, even in the situations where he's most concealed. We're going to still be able to find them through the Torah, which is called Bershalom, through the Tzaddikim, which are called Bershalom. They allow us to come and to make peace with every situation that we're in, even though Hashem's presence is so, so, so concealed. And there's so many layers covering over. And the reason why that happened is because we sin. Our sins create a Mesach HaMavdil. They need to put another Lavosh and another Lavosh and another Lavosh on, on Hashem's presence, on the, on the Elikus, because we were mistreating and we were misusing. Meaning, let's say... We'll get into it. We'll get into it soon. The 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 Baal Shem Tov says we're going to really get into it soon. It's a fascinating, fascinating idea from the Baal Shem Tov. It's really be Hakdama for his Gimel and his Dalit. The pasuk says, "Ish kiyikach has a chesedish." A man who who sleeps with his sister chesedu. The pasuk says. So Rashi right away says Chesedu, and I forget which nation it means an abomination. Oh, you're saying it's like Batmia, like Chesed, who? That could be. There's a lot of different Shatim that the Rishonim say what this Pasuk means. The Pasuk says, a man who sleeps with a sister, this is Chesed. What does it mean, this Chesed? Rashi says Chesed means this is an abomination. It's disgusting, it's a disgraceful thing. And the different portion say their thing. The Baal Shanta says, what does it mean, chesed? There's a midah inside of us called chesed, and there's a midah inside of us called gevur. There's a midah that has a desire to give, and it's constantly yearning to give. And there's a midah that has a lot of discipline, that has inner strength, and it's able to overcome even the craziest situations. Where does the, the, the act of cohabitation come from? Cohabitation, of having relations, it comes from the midah of chesed, to give. The man... The ish is mashpia to the woman. It does come from the midah of chesed, but it's distorted chesed. So when the Pasuk is telling us, ish chesed, it's called avas nefulis. His love and his desire to give was distorted and was misused. And used it to do a disgusting act. So there's elikus in the midah of ava. Right? There's nothing more godly than to give. There's the way, there's the main way to come close to Hashem, to use the meat of Ava, like we're saying. We're going to say at the end of this, to love Hashem, to love Kal Yisrael, to love the Torah. This is what we're trying to get to. That all, all of our Ava is Nikhla on Hashem. But what's the problem? Let's say I have so much Ava, the Sitra Ava could come steal this Ava and use it to get me to do disgusting acts, right? Things that are not holy. So what does Hashem need to do? He needs to be Mitzamtim Nelikos. And make it not so accessible and not so recognizable. And there's going to be a reboyal of Ushim, a lot of clothing that's going to be covering over it, to conceal and to hold back the Sitra from stealing this Ava and misusing it and channeling it to do the wrong thing. So the lower down we go, the more Lavushim there is. That's what that's what says. Then Hashem's presence, the Likus, is enclosed with more Lavushim. This is what Chazal revealed. 
revealed to us and opened up. Shahmaskal Yedav Yovin. That the understanding, the wise should understand and know. Shikol Hadvarim Gashmiim Yeishalikusoi That in every physical thing in the world there is Hashem's vitality and presence. Kamesh Amru Chachamenu Zechonim Mavrach as the Gemara Manachas tells us. Tat Bekafsi Shtaim Pas Befriki Shtaim. Every day we put on tefillin. Tefillin shal roish, tefillin shal yad. What's a tefillin shal roish called? MS. What's the, what is a pasuk called? Oh, um, what does teitafos mean? What does teitafos What does it mean? So the Chazal, the Gemara says, you know what you know what we know teitafos are? If you go to Africa, you know what they call two? Tat. We call one, two, ein, zwei, achad, shteim. In Africa, they say, what's two? Tat. And go to Greek. There's a country, there's an island in Greek called Pas. Pas, they call two. Tat, bekafsi, shteim. In kafsi, they call it two. And Pas, bafriki. In Africa, they call Pas, two. Two plus two equals four. And now we know Tvil and Shoresh have four compartments. And every day we wear Taitafos. That have four compartments. The Tzilon Shiat is one parasha. Because in Tat, they call, in, in Africa, they call it two. And in, in, in uh, Greek, they call it two. Two plus two equals four. We have four compartments in our Tzilon. This is what we know what Tzilon are. Chazal saw in the foreign, two foreign languages that it means two plus two. And this is what we learn out Tzilon are. Kedusha's Tzilon come from learning it out from these languages of the world. So Rav Nachman saying very simply, Chazal are showing us that even in all the languages of the world, there's godliness. And we can use it to come closer to Hashem. There's Torah. Whatever, whatever we're involved in, even the physical... It's God's language. It's, it's got to all languages. All of it came from Lashon that's right. But there's, there's Torah in every single language of the world. But there's something so much deeper. Rav Nachman's going to speak later on about Tefillin. What's Tefillin? Tefillin, we're taking an animal that was rolling in the mud, Saying moo. That's all animal inside of us. Oh. <laughs> that is good. And all it did would have, was have animalistic lungs. It wanted food, it ate. It wanted to have relations, it slept. It wanted whatever it wanted to do, it just did. It didn't think, it didn't care. And we take this animal and we use its hides and its leather to try to, we tan and go through a process. And all of a sudden it becomes a leather that's ready to make filling out of. And then you would think at least we should gold plate it, right? Jews have no problem going all out for mitzvahs. We should, we should make it gold plated. We should do at least a shin on the top, nice designs. Everybody's got beautiful tilm bags. Make our tefillin out of gold, out of silver. No, Hashem says black. Plant it black. The shin is black. The ritzus are black. If it's even a little white, you got to paint it right away. It's mamish like kuva. Why are we taking something so animalistic, so dark and so low, and turning it into Kedusha's tefillin? Every Jew in the world knows how holy tefillin is. Tefillin falling on the floor, they're picking up a second, they're giving it a kiss. The greatest Kedusha, like we're going to see soon, is coming specifically from the areas that were last expected. The greatest closeness that we could achieve to Hashem is specifically from the darkest areas that we'll last expect that this I could use as an opportunity to come closer to Hashem. Because in every physical thing and everything that we're experiencing, this is what we're just celebrating on Hanukkah. In the dark times of the nights, the moon was at its smallest point. It's, we do we do Reish Chaydesh on Hanukkah. We go to the left side of the door. In this dark gullus, we're being mayor daika there in our Hanukkah. This is all idea of Kedusha's tefillin, that we need to be mayor and be mamin. At first it's the Muna that for sure Hashem is nimtza, and what I'm going through, I could use to come closer to Him. There's no such thing as me being in a situation that I can't come closer to Hashem. There's no such thing as it being too dark 
and two, not holy, that I just need to get it over with, and then I could start serving Hashem. I just need to get this over with, and now I can finally start living. Now I can be holy. Once this person's out of my life, once the situation is dealt with, once I'm able to finish work, then I can go learn and dive, and then I'll be able to reconnect, and I'll be able to come close to Hashem. In, in the market, there's no such thing like that. Even the darkest villain, even the, the animal who had nothing more than his animalistic instincts. Like you're saying, it's a reference to our animal inside of ourselves that we just want to get rid of all the time. Is that why we it drives us crazy. every single day because it's to remind us that every day that's who we are and that's what we have the ability to change it? No, I was asking. Is yeah. that? Oh, okay. Yeah. And ultimately, we're supposed to wear it uh, the whole day. Yeah. But uh, right now, I shouldn't give us the I'm ability. Just on a side point. I don't know if you're going to mention this, but like, you know how like to make a, a, a connection in your inside of you, like between like to fix the good, right, or to make bad good, it has to come from your from your from the right from the head and from the heart, right? So that's that's where the tefillin is. So this whole thing, what we're saying of like we're bringing the animalistic thing. Like from such a dark place on onto us to show that that's what we represent. But yeah, we have the ability to to come out of it. But I feel like it's it's just in the perfect place because it's coming from the heart and from the head, and that's where that's what the the shalyad points to to the heart, and then the shalreish points to the head. So I I think I don't know if that's what you're gonna say, but I just yeah, thought it was an interesting point. Yeah, fair. Very very good. Very very good. Very very good. So this is the idea that Chazal are opening up that everybody Reb Nachman says v'hamaskul The wise understanding will come and recognize that in every single thing that we're going through, Hashem is present. And there's, like, getting back to what he said before, we can't come slack off and make excuses. What do you mean? I, I'm not able to serve you because I'm going through this situation. I need to make a living. I need to deal with my family members. I need to go through this. Ah, if only I had a clearer mind. If only I had more time to my day. If only I had a good, better chavusa. If only I had a better yeshiva. If only this worked out. Then I could serve you. What am I able to do? I can't, I can't serve you right now. It's not, I don't have, my circumstance doesn't allow it. So he says you could be dealing with a goyim all day. Not Jews that are cursing all day. And you know what you're supposed to do? Be mechai yourself that, wow, I speak Belushin. I have a clean language. I don't curse like a truck driver. And through that, you're seeing the toiv and you're coming close to Hashem. In every single situation that we're in, we could always see the toiv and to use it as a means to come closer to Hashem, to be a happy Jew, to stay mechubar to Hashem, to be aware of Hashem's presence. And in a deep way, Reb Nachman was very into complaining. Reb Nachman said, we got to speak the Yemen to Hashem. We got to always be very honest. So how is he here saying that we can't complain at all? We need to come to Hashem when you say, oh, Hashem, I don't know what happened. This pacha uh, dragged me. It took control of me for an hour today, and uh, I'm sorry. I, I can't account it. We need to come and speak the Fear. Fear. Yeah. So we need to be honest. And a lot of times we have excuses. And we're supposed to say the excuses. We got to be honest with Hashem. But here, the main thing I'm not going to say is don't say it's impossible for me. You can never say it's impossible. It's impossible for me to connect you. There's nothing holier. That's, no, that's, that, that's the main excuse that we can't have. Because we're going to see soon the main shuva is to realize that Hashem is the Torah and to have a relationship to Hashem is right there with us. Let's read it a, a little further. He quotes another Gemara. Uh, right, Vezesh may be Yerushalmi. It's such a fascinating Gemara. The Yerushalmi in Taina says, Im a guy comes over to you. Supposedly, we're going to see soon, not the holiest person in the world. He comes over and he says, Hey, where's your God? You're a Jew, right? Where's your God at? Where's he at? You know, you know what you should respond to him? He's in the, the, the capital of Rome. 
which we'll call the White House. Right, he's in the biggest metropolitan, the Gemara says. This is where all the business, this was the, like, the craziest city in the world. Bekrach, Godel Shemrevi, you want to know where my God is? That, that's where he's at. This is where we're supposed to respond. Shenemar, I'll even bring you a pasuk. Eli, clear Miseir. Eli, my God, clear is calling out Miseir. From Esav, Esav is Edwin. Nimtza, so I'm not going to explain. This guy that came over to you and said, where's your God? He's... Hanging out with the Klippus, with all the evil forces. He took, him out of, he took himself out of being part of Klai Yisrael, that I'm also yet. He's also my God. And he said, where's your God? Right? He didn't say, where's our God? He said, where's your God? So he was Kaifa Baker, the, the Klippus got there. And he fell to the illusion that where I'm at, there's no way Hashem's with me. There's no way Hashem loves me. I'm not a tzaddik. I'm not a makubo. I'm not a big baltstaka. I don't. I don't give shirim. I hardly know how to daven without with having pure thoughts. I wake up late. I eat a lot of food. I do this one. God is with me. Hashem loves me. Hashem cares about me. What I do makes a difference. Yivshar. But you, you seem holy. You look like you daven and you learn. Like, where's where's your God? Like, how do you do it? So he's, he took himself out of, out, out of the cloud. And this is what it means that he lives with Klippus. What's the Yetzirah? The biggest Yetzirah is to make us think that Hashem is not interested in us. The biggest sin the Baal Shem Tov said is to believe that we can have a relationship with Hashem. Worse than any sin in the world is to believe that Hashem is not interested in me. What's the answer? That what? He's asking, Oh, so this is where Nachman is. He's not abandoning him either. The Rebbe's not throwing anybody. Everybody can come and it seems to him with me Hashem's not interested in me so what, what should we respond to him what do we need to respond to ourselves when we have these voices even where you're at you're living with the Klippus and you think there's nothing special about you also here too you can find godliness Hashem gives life to everything so you tell him also with you, you can find Hashem's presence. Hashem gives vitality to everything. Where you are, you're able to come and cling. Why did you say that? that's the thing? Why Rome? Because that's like the biggest uh, marketplace, wherever, that, that this guy's living in. And he's like envisioning. So, right. And in this week's parishes, we're dealing with Asa. Asa is... The Shirish of all Yitzhar, of okay. all Ra. The main, the main. Well, you answered the White House, for example, like you said, like what's shot in that? The crackler, meaning in the pla- in the in the in the place least expected, where there's so many levushim that are concealing Hashem's presence, and that's where you're that's where you're hanging out. Even right there, you could come close to Hashem. Misham, Misham Daika. From right where you are, as long as the main thing we said before, as we believe. So you basically you're answering him that from wherever you wherever you want to find him, he's gonna be there, right? Video. Well, why does he answer him like that? Why Dafka Rome? You're saying? Yeah, like what was shot? This yeah. guy's coming from Rome. That's where he wants. That's his Hasagazar. That's where he. That's where he wants to go. That's where he wants to. Yeah. That's Rome. The Vegas. He's saying is the Vegas of those times. So that's where. That's where my God is. Vegas. That's basically what you're answering. He called you from Vegas. So you say, oh, you want to know where my God is? He's in Vegas, right, right there with you. Okay, so That's what you're responding I get it, I get it. But I, I, didn't, I didn't, like, connect him with the wrong part. This is the Gemara, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot why it's Dafka Edoim, and he's speaking Eli Koyim, he's saying it's Dafka, it has to do with Esau. There's definitely a lot. There's definitely a lot of Pneumius why that is. But on, on a simple level, we're saying at the place least expected, right. 
If you want, ata yochel. If you desire, it's entirely possible, and you have the ability to cling and to build a relationship with Hashem. It's not far away from you. The ikar tshuva is to believe that Hashem is right here with me. The biggest sin is to believe that Hashem is not interested in me. What does it mean to be a kaifer baker? Is heichan ali kechal? Where's your God? Not my God, because I'm not holy. There's nothing special about me. And I do so many things wrong, and I'm confused most of the day. And I do this wrong, and I do that wrong, and I can come up with so many reasons. Why Hashem won't be interested in me? The main tshuva, the ikar tshuva, is realizing no, Hashem is interested. In me. I thought I'm far from Him. I thought there's nothing special about me. Hashem only sees the good. Hashem is so proud of me, and He recognizes the good. And in a second, I could come right back to. Him. The second I'm able to flip my thought around from thinking that Hashem is not interested in me, I'm not part of His people because I'm not the biggest tzaddik and I'm not the biggest tamachacham, and I don't set enough time for Torah, and I wake up late and eat food and do this one and that one. No, I'm a Jew, and I could come close to Hashem from right where I am in this spot. Bisham Daiko, like the Balshamta says, now we're going to be able to come into a relationship, and this is the Ikra Tshuva. What you still need to tell him, what we need to tell ourselves is, because the next question is, why don't I feel it? You're telling me Hashem is right here with me? Why don't I experience it? Why do I feel so unholy? Why do I feel so low? Why do I feel like such a sinner? The thing is, is like we said before, the further down we go, the more levushim there is, the more concealment there is in Hashem's presence. And the more concealment there is in Hashem's presence, the less I'm aware of Him. And the less I'm aware of Him, the less I feel Him, the more I feel bad. And the more, the more disconnected I, I feel from Hashem. But He's for sure found right here, but there's a big, big levush. And there's a big, big concealment. But if Hashem put me in such a situation, that means that He believes in me, that I'm a giver, I have the ability to break through all the levushim and to recognize Him and to redeem Him and to go all the way up. Go all the way up. The Tanam and Amaram begged and down they shouldn't live in such a generation. Because we're living in the Medora Klippus. We're living where all the holiest, holiest, most sensitive and, and biggest sparks of Kedusha are hanging out now, right before it. Right before we're about to be redeemed. And it's scary. And at the same time, the most invigorating recognition to be aware of that not only are we able to pick ourselves up back to Hashem in a second, just from recognizing that Hashem is interested in me, He chose me, He's calling to me, He gave me a shlichas, but every holy thought that we have, we're able to elevate the entire world with us. Every holy thought. I was reading a few days ago in Shivchei Abal Shem Tov, he was, a long story how he got there, but he was in a desert and a frog came over to him. This frog was a gilgal of a Talmud Chacham. A massive Talmud and he came over to the Baal Shem Tov to ask him for, for a tikkun. He said a long story, he wasn't careful in the Tila Sedayim, and then the Yitzhar got him to do more sins until he was Purik Olagamri, became a Khalif for beggar, and the, the prosecuting angels made sure to send him into a desert where there's going to be no Jews. Because he said, if even one Jew will come and have a holy thought or make a bracha, this Nisham will have a tikkun. A, a Jew will pass by, have a holy thought of a moon or make a bracha, this this tzaddik who was misgalgal into this frog will have a tikkun in El And they made sure to burn him in desert where no Jews passed by. So until the Baal Shem Tov came there and he was able to give him a tikkun. What does that mean? Every single, every, wherever we're going in the world, you're in the supermarket, you're traveling, your flag is laid, you're in this country, in that country, every holy thought, every dibor, every holy word, every bracha, rishonim, bracha, yachronim, word of Torah, word of tefillah, is elevating all the holy sparks from the Medora Klippus because there's oisius of Torah, there's, God, there's godliness, there's nitzites, there's holy presence in every single place that we're ever going to be. And through us being there, we're able to elevate it. 
through us being there, we're able to elevate it. But it comes down to one thing. We need to realize, there's not only for tzaddikim, it's not only for the Baal Shem Tov, to, to bring tikkunim and berurim and halos nitzitzis and all these holy things that we, uh, we read about in this farm. Every single Jew in their mokum, in their metzias hachayim, they have the ability to be mal of these holy sparks. They have the ability to be oisik and halos nitzitzis and to be mavar and berurim. Everyone in their in their in their nekuda, and we all have our, our unique shlichus that only we could be able to be metakin and to be maladies and tzitzis because they're shach darshesh nishama. Every plate of food that we got, who decided that it should come to me and not to him? Why, when you bought food today, did you get the one that you had? The guy in the store didn't decide. He knew that you're gonna walk in. And you're gonna... Hashem arranged and custom made that this should come to us because it's shayach to me to be malad to give it its tea. But I need a malad that it's karavei lech like right. It's karavei lai. Hashem is calling to me and saying, He's giving me the shlichas. He's telling me every single day in your original, unique way. With the way that you think and the way that you feel. And all the different things that are going on in our life. It's all in His dhamma. and invitation to be mal and to, to redeem these holy sparks. And when I see soon in the Hamshech these are oisius of the Torah that are screaming. Pick me, help me out, free me, redeem me. Let me go back up to my source. I'm being stuck in this world for so long. And by us walking around with holy thoughts, having machshavas of emunah, having pure thoughts, saying brachas assurance, being aware of Hashem's presence, just the recognition, it's the key to unlock the godliness and to give it its aliyah. But it all comes down to one thing, that it's not like kecho. It's Elikai, it's my God. Hashem is interested in me, He wants me. And it's true, I'm not a tzadik, I'm not a tamachal, I'm not a makubah. I'm just a simple Jew. But I have a unique shlichus that only I can be Mekayim and no one else could. And I have a unique way to do it that might not be the same as other people and it might not, they might not articles about it and they're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, no one's gonna know about it. Think stories behind my back about my unique way of serving Hashem and, and being Mamluchim in this world. But it's Kori Ve'lai Moed. It's not Rachoi. It's Karav Elay Moed. And this is the Ikra Tshuva. The main Tshuva is when we recognize this is Karav Moed. I recognize that where I'm at, there's a lot of Levushim that are concealing Hashem's presence. The more a person goes from one level to the next level, and he's coming closer to Hashem, what does it mean to go up from level to level? What does it mean? It doesn't just mean to finish one Masech, then another blot, and another blot. And now I started learning this, and now I started doing this. It means that we're coming closer and closer to the Eivishter. We're coming closer and closer to Hashem. The Hashem Such beautiful, beautiful words from Rav Nachman. Such a mamish dvar masukim. The shyness that he used here. We're able to know the We're able to understand and know Hashem with a greater understanding. Right? A lot of us have warped images of who Hashem is, and we could have very times. You know, not proper understanding of Hashem. Sometimes it could be with a long white beard and a cane trying to get us and always making our life miserable. And, you know, little children, everybody asks everybody how we understand and how we envision Hashem. And the, the closer we come to Him, the more we're able to recognize genuinely He is, the Midas Harachim and the love that He has for us, how obsessed He is with us, how interested in us He is. How deep, how the whole world is created. And the more we're able to unclothe all the levushim that we're experiencing in life, the more we're able to understand leidas Hashem Yisbaruch b'havoni Yisera with a greater understanding. The higher we go, the, the greater level we reach, we're able to take off another level of levushim, another level of tzimtzum, another level of constriction of Hashem's presence, and become more exposed to Hashem's presence. Now we come closer to Him, and such a beautiful line here. We're able to love Leoiv as Atzmoy. We're able to love ourselves with Hashem with an incredible love. 
with a strong love and affection. The higher level we go, the more we're able to recognize and have our vision that pierces through and doesn't get confused and misled by the external presence of what we're going through. We're able to recognize Hashem's presence. We're able to take off another levotion, a love of levotion, another levotion. And we come to love who we are, the person that Hashem created us to be. And everything that we're experiencing in life, we're able to include in Hashem. Love is Atzmai, I love myself. With Hashem, with true love and with true affection. Because the more that I'm recognizing Hashem, He's saying I'm, I'm able to love myself. What does that mean? I come to this inner peace. Because the more that I realize that Hashem custom made every single part of my life. And Hashem loves me so much. And every single thing that I'm experiencing is custom made for me, Daika, to be Mamlachim and to be Malit to Hashem. To crown him as king, to recognize Hashem is Nimtzi here also, Hashem is Nimtzi. And I'm in Africa and I'm hearing languages of the Akam, there's something good here. I'm happy that I don't speak like a non Jew, I'm happy that I speak Balashanaki. I was watching non Jews eat today and it gave me so much chizik that I don't eat like that. How do they, I was like, it's tripping out, they buy food, they don't make a bracha, they just eat it, they throw it in their mouth. Like, they were like, where's your meaning to your Achila? We're Jews, we make a bracha before. And I don't love the Achila, I love the fact that I'm eating kosher. I love the fact that I'm eating kosher. I love the fact that I made a bracha. Now I'm loving myself with Hashem. And people don't intimidate. No one's a threat to me anymore because I'm, I'm at peace with who I am. I'm able when I'm at peace with who I am that I'm at peace with everybody around me. Because I don't care if anybody's better than me. I love myself for who I am. And I love myself with Hashem. And I love this person for, the, for what he's contributing to Hashem's mulcha. And what you're contributing to Hashem's mulcha. We're able to respect everybody. And once we're able to reach that level, so now we get up to the next level of bein betivay, bein whether things go my way, they don't go my way, I succeed, I fail. I'm able to love myself with Hashem because I realize there's something unique right here. This is what I had to go through in order to be Mamlach Hashem. And the Mela, I have this consistency, the highest level of Shalom that nothing could get to me. Because I'm recognizing that Hashem is present in everything that I'm going through. And I'm seeing right through all the Levushim and all the Klippas because we're unclothing. And we're recognizing we're coming closer and closer and closer to Hashem. Hashem should be Mezakah to come to this level. Oh, Sixty seconds. Go. Give me a recap. No, I think it's still recording. I think it's still recording. It's the yellows on the top.